Welcome to Talkin' Truth, the podcast that brings together conservative pastor Brian Clark and famous comedian Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy. Get her done. Today, Dan welcomes good friend and fellow comedian Jeff Boxworthy to the show. And you know, Brian, shalom is one of my favorite words. I just love that word. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mine's pudding. <laughs> I love the word pudding. <laughs> shalom pudding. They'll be talking truth about wisdom, the Bible, and life. Now, here's Brian. We seem to have a great need today to create conflict between everyone. We do this with race, with gender, with politics, and of course, the rich versus the poor. We condemn the rich, but only certain rich people. We focus on the poor, but only certain poor people. Often people seem to be viewed more like pawns in some corrupt chess game than people with dignity and value made in the image of God. The Proverbs talks a lot about the rich and the poor. To understand those conversations, we have to again consider the biblical concept of shalom. The biblical vision for the world is not about winners and losers, but rather about creating a community where all people flourish together. The righteous want this, but the wicked destroy it. For the wicked, it's a dog-eat-dog survival of the fittest world. The highest priority of the wicked is to win, and they will disadvantage the larger community to do it. The vision of the wicked is they win and you lose. The righteous, on the other hand, focus on others, on the larger community. They may disadvantage themselves to advantage others, to create a community where everyone wins, everyone flourishes together. To be certain, This is not socialism. If the government collected all the material wealth from everyone in the country and redistributed it equally to everyone, what would happen? It's naive to think that would solve the disparity we see in our communities. It would only take a couple of years and we'd be right back to where we are today. Why? Because we failed to account for the wicked. It's not a money problem. It's a value problem. It's a heart problem. True shalom requires three things that are often repeated in Proverbs. Righteousness, justice, and equity. The righteous person in Proverbs is the Hebrew Zadik. The Zadik is absolutely necessary for there to be shalom. While the wicked are in it for themselves, the Zadik has a vision for the world as God intended it to be. The second term, justice, is the Hebrew mishpat. It's the idea of justice or fairness without regard to race or gender or socioeconomic status or any other factor. It's just about true justice in the land, both in punishment and reward. The third term is equity. It's similar to mishpat. It carries the idea of something being level or plumb. Imagine putting a carpenter's level on something to see if the bubble is centered. Equity is about getting the bubble in the center where it belongs. What defines the Zadik is the passion for true justice and equity. With this in mind, Proverbs offer some wisdom we should consider. For example, one proverb states, 
When it all goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices. And when the wicked perish, there is joyful shouting. Another proverb is similar. When the righteous increase, the people rejoice. But when the wicked man rules, people groan. In other words, when the righteous prosper, the poor should celebrate. Rather than resenting the rich, they should celebrate the prosperity of the Zadik. Why? Because when the righteous prosper, everyone wins. The Zadik has a vision for justice and equity and a desire to see others flourish. This is why the proverb says the people rejoice. This is the ideal kingdom. In our churches and communities across the country, we should celebrate the prosperity of the righteous. We should want this, not resent it. Contrary to that, people groan when the wicked rule. Why? Because there is no chance for flourishing. There is no equity or justice. It's all about winning and losing and doing whatever is necessary to gain power and crush the other side. Another proverb states, when the righteous triumph, there is great glory. But when the wicked rise, men hide themselves. They hide themselves because they fear injustice and abuse. Another proverb states, he who oppresses the poor taunts his maker. But he who is gracious to the needy honors him. Another proverb states, a good name is to be more desired than great wealth. Favor is better than silver and gold. The rich and the poor have a common bond. The Lord is the maker of them all. Is that beautiful or what? As people, we are all equally made in the image of God with value and dignity. The heart of the righteous is to work for justice, equity, and the flourishing of all people. Over the years, I have seen amazing things done for good by those whom God has prospered. Rather than resenting them or blaming them for the troubles of the world, we should celebrate when the righteous prosper because we all win when they increase. The great divide in the Proverbs is not between the right and the left. It's not Democrat and Republican. It's between the righteous and the wicked. There are those out to crush their opponents and will do whatever is necessary to win. And there are those who genuinely have a vision for shalom, who desire to see justice and equity in the land. Remember, when the righteous increase, the people rejoice. We should always support the righteous and oppose the wicked, regardless of any other designation. The real issue for us all is not how much money is in our bank account. The issue is an issue of the heart. Am I in it for me or for us? Am I selfish and greedy or generous and caring? Do I resent the rich or celebrate when the righteous prosper? Am I more dominated by politics and agendas or by justice and equity in the land? Wherever you are, whatever influence you have, you can do your part to create shalom, to give people a glimpse of the world as God intended it to be, whether rich or poor, 
Let's be counted among the righteous. Let's bring in Dan and Jeff. Let's talk about this. Well, first of all, the whole problem with today, you know, people go, oh, we need to elect a leader that's going to, or we need to do this. But you hit the nail on the head when you said it's a hard problem. There's no politician going to drag this mess that this country's in. And you're not going to go, oh, we just elected this guy. Now it's going to be good. And we're going to, it's not going to happen. You're right. It is a total heart problem. I think the whole thing that you said that it's not a money problem. Everybody thinks, well, if I just had this, my life would be, if I just had, but no, none of that is ever going to do it. It's a hard problem. You know, I think over the years, as a pastor, one of the things I've seen is sometimes people that have prospered kind of struggle with why. And I think the Proverbs is really helpful in understanding God wants the righteous to prosper because they turn around and do good with that. Absolutely. And help the larger community prosper. I mean, as as Christians, we should cheerlead that. We we want people in our churches and our communities, we want the righteous to prosper. Absolutely. I, re- I remember one time, Brian, years ago, I said to Ron White one day, I said, you know, out of all the funny people we started with, there's sometimes I don't know why God allowed me to have so much success and there were so many funny people that didn't have success. Ron said, well, I think it's because God knew you would do the right thing with it and the rest of us would just smoke dope and watch cartoons. Uh, <laughs> 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 but, you know, it's... It's it, so true. <laughs> it's where I grew up, nobody had anything. We had a literally had a dirt yard. and I. But we had a good baseball team in my community. And I remember one time we, we went up and, and played a private school on the north side of Atlanta. And we had these old kind of wool uniforms. They were really old. And when we, I'll never forget this. It just stuck me. When we got off the bus, they were making fun of us, making fun of our uniforms. And I remember being, you know, 15, 16 years old thinking, you don't know anything about me. You just know the quality of the shirt that I've got on. And then I become successful in my career. And you'll hear people say, well, you wouldn't understand that because you're rich. And it's like, no, I'm Jeff. I'm the same kid that had the bad shirt on. The, The quality of my shirt does not define who I am. And I think the what that's the way God views us. God says each and every one of us is fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, we have no choice into what country we're born in, what parents we're born to. So to so to take pride and in, in arrogance in any of those things is foolish because you had nothing to do with it. You, you had nothing to do with, you know, what race, what what country, what what parents. And and but we're all fearfully and wonderfully made, and you know one of the things that I pray for for myself every day pray please let me get off the judgment throne and I and I think you know for a dozen years I've led Bible study at a homeless mission and I had always done things with kids with cancer and in, in my way of dealing with the homeless is I'd roll down the window and hand somebody five bucks and please go away. 
And the first time I had a friend invite me down to have lunch at the mission, I sat down at a table and there was this 21-year-old kid sat down with us, totally healthy, and he was living there at the mission. And I I love to know people's stories. And I said, Jason, what the heck? Why are you here? Get a job. Why are you at a homeless mission? And he said, well, it was me, my brother, and my mom, and my dad. He said, when I was 11, my mom killed herself. He said, two years later, my brother killed himself. And then my second year of college, my dad killed himself. He said, I got to the point where I could not hurt anymore. So I started smoking crack. And I went, oh, my gosh, I would have started smoking crack, too. How do you deal with that much pain? And and so what I quickly learned at the mission was these were people, most of them, something horrible happened to them early in life, and they couldn't handle the pain, and so they started numbing, either with alcohol or drugs. And when you numb, you're no longer employable because you're not dependable. And when you're not employed, you're at the mercy of your family and your friends, and when they get tired of giving you money or you taking from them, then they cut you loose, and that's how you end up on the street. It's, it's, it's because of a hurt. It's because of a hurt they don't know how to heal. It, it, that was just life-changing for me. And, and so the, the addiction was always the symptom. It, it, it wasn't the real problem. The real problem was the hurt. And how do you address yeah. that hurt? And, and, you know, for me, it was, it was to say, man, I'm so sorry that this happened. And, but if you could under, go to Luke 15 and just read the prodigal son, you, and if you could ever understand just how God loves you, how in his eyes, you know, you want somebody to, to love you for who you are, he's there. If you want him to, to somebody to be available to you, he's always there. And if that ever soaked in and they were able to go to the basement and unlock that door and pull that hurt out and drag it out into the sunlight and name it, they had a chance to get off the street. But to me, it made us realize, you know, there are no famous or infamous or whatever. We're just people. We're just people, you know, and we're corruptible. You were talking about socialism. In theory, socialism's beautiful. But have you ever seen it work? No. Why? Because the corruptible man at the top doesn't distribute equally. He takes the lion's share for himself and lets the crumbs filter down. And that's why you have Putin with a $75 million yacht, you know, while people are standing in, in line to get, to get a loaf of bread. It's the corruptible man, and and it's in all of us. That's why we need a savior. Is in and of ourselves. We can't. We can't do it. We can't save ourselves. Because if we could, we would have. Somebody would have, and and we can't. And so I am so thankful for the mercy of God, and I'm so thankful. One of the the, the gifts, like. It's lean not on your own understanding. I don't have to have everything figured out. I mean, that is so absolutely freeing. I don't have to understand. I just have to trust God understands and he loves me mightily. And that's all I need. I think that was said pretty well there, Brian. That's beautiful. I don't think I need to top anything off on that whole deal. He's absolutely right, man. We, We need a heart change. 
and uh, Jesus can give you the heart change. And you know, and, Dan, uh, you know, Jesus was always saying, repent. If you go look up repent, repent means to change. It means to change the way you think. You know, we think of repent as falling on our face. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But it's Jesus wasn't saying, he was like, change the way you think. And when you change the way you think, you change your heart. You change from the inside out, not from the outside in. That's what he was talking about. Absolutely. One of the big themes I mentioned here in Proverbs is the righteous and the wicked, the Zadik and the wicked, but defining the wicked not as just murderers and people that rob houses and all that or drug addicts, but it's people that are selfish to the core. It's people that will disadvantage everybody around them in order to advantage themselves. And it seems to me that's a huge problem. It's destroying families and relationships and communities. There's just no way to flourish as long as that's our MO. And it does seem like that's who we who we have become as a culture. Yeah. And, well, I, and, and, and Brian, to your point, it, it's between the righteous and the wicked. It doesn't say the wicked and the poor, because you can be poor and be wicked, or you can be rich and be wicked. You can be poor and be righteous. You can be rich and be righteous. So yes. that is the separation. It is between the righteous and the wicked. And the, and the reason God, God had no reason to create us except he loves shalom. He loves relationship. He loves fellowship. And, you, you know, when you're wicked and you're you're a me first person, lover of self, I, I tell my kids that. I said, look at everybody you know in your life. I said, you will not find one happy person that is a self-centered person. Everybody you know that has a full and, and blessed and happy life is an others-centered person. Absolutely. I mean, there's, that's so good. I mean, there's nothing to add to that. That's absolutely right. And you know, Brian, what, shalom is one of my favorite words. I just love that word. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mine's pudding. <laughs> but I love the word pudding. <laughs> shalom pudding. <laughs> Shalom and Yeshua. Shalom and Yeshua. I just I love both of those words. Shalak. That's another yeah. good. <laughs> this is what the podcast is about, and I'm thankful for Brian that he's doing this with us. But if you're searching, if you need hope, uh, we hope we're helping you out a little bit. Just start getting into the Bible and and start letting it change your life. And I want to thank Jeff who's an awesome friend of mine. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us. A lot of people are going to be listening even more because of you're on here. And uh, hope that'll uh, touch some people's lives as well. But anyway, we enjoy doing the podcast. Hope you guys uh, at home uh, enjoy it. Again, Jeff, thank you so much. We appreciate it. So far, you're the... Uh, you're the uh, biggest guest I've had on next to my wife. <laughs> Look, I only did it because you told me I could get a Larry the Cable Guy autograph hat out of the deal. So that's the only reason I showed up. <laughs> well, I'll have that on the way. But Thank I you, do, Jeff. I do appreciate it. You bet, we man. it. I you. really enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. God bless. See you, buddy. I'll be honest. I've never liked it. <laughs> never liked it. <laughs> That's it for today's Talkin' Truth. But Brian and Dan will be back again next week with special guest comedian Jim Brewer of Saturday Night Live fame. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. 
To listen to Brian's full sermon on today's topic, visit talkandtruth.com. That's talk, the letter N, truth.com. Get it done. Get her done.